This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is coming along to 5.39. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And now for today on Twitter, where the question is, how do you feel about taking out your EPF money in stages rather than as a lump sum? Now, this is after you pass the magic age of 55. Um, now, yesterday, Suraya, uh, who is the blogger behind Ringgit or Ringgit.com, took to Twitter to highlight this new proposal by the EPF that would essentially make it so that you're withdrawing your savings periodically rather than all at once. Um, she said, if this passes, you won't get your EPF money in full after retirement. You'll get it in intervals instead. Your thoughts? Before you get mad, consider half of retirees deplete their EPF savings within five years after withdrawal at the age of 55 because of scams, opportunists, bad decisions, etc. She also added, correction, so for now this applies to new EPF contributors only, so probably not you. Also, yeah, there's a con but I see this as reducing uh, taxpayer burden to finance people who have exhausted savings and so on. Yeah, so what I've read from the news report suggests that one, the government is uh, open to the proposal. Two, EPF has said that they think this is a generational change in terms of uh, changing the system. At the moment, you can volunteer to uh, enter into this program, uh, but the take-up was very low. I think they mentioned 7,000 people, uh, and there must be many, many more that you know graduate at 55. So as somebody, without uh, you know revealing too much about my own financial mismanagement, uh, let me just say that, you know, there was a conversation the EPF wanted to have with me at 55 when I decided to do what I did. So I'm not near uh, my EPF withdrawal stage. Oh, lucky you. Um, no, Youthful boast, that is. It's called context. People need to know. <laughs> so, I know. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Um, and because I'm not there yet, I think... For me, I'm for it. Um, it sounds like a, a good way to a good way to manage, a good way to ensure that I still have um, money in my account that will continue to build and yield dividends and things like that. So in theory, um, that's how I feel. I recognize that I might feel differently when I get there. And maybe I've built it up to be like, okay, this is going to help um, pay off my, you know, pay off my house loan or this is going to help whatever dream I might have at that point in time. So who knows? Um, but if we look at the tweets, uh, Zifes says, I know for one that it will definitely prevent the kind of situations where children guilt trip their parents into using the money to fund their businesses and then they end up losing it all. I've seen too many cases like this in the Chinese community. It's heartbreaking. Azul Kipli says, yeah, I'm good with monthly withdrawals, especially if it's from the dividends. Maybe also offer a post-retirement job list for those with low savings. Uh, Zufadli says, this may solve my dilemma once I retire. As EPF holder, we cannot always fight the urge to use the money, our money. Ha ha ha. Yeah, so, you know, there, there are two things that happened in my conversation with the EPF, I can reveal that, which is that they, they really did want to know if I was going to fund my child or children's wedding uh, plans, you know, and, uh, and, and and they wanted to know if I had um, the chops to actually do what I said I wanted to do, which is manage my funds myself. Um, some of us aren't confident that we can manage well, and maybe this would be a real interesting way to do that. But you can do that now even because you can volunteer volunteer to get into this program. 
The question is, should it become mandatory? Should it become the nature of the mm. system itself? Well, some people say um, make it optional instead of mandatory because of capital preservation and higher returns. Some people may want to keep their money in EPF well past 55. A fiction also says the same thing. I'm all for it if they make it conditional and optional. But meanwhile, we also have uh, Noor Halimatun who says, I might consider, but with conditions lah, so I can have the choice to withdraw a big amount for big purchases, like for medical, um, you know, for Hajj, to buy a house, things like that. Yeah, so, you know, in every conversation we've had about EPF and EPF savings, it's all about what you have at the end at 55. What is this, you know, the amount that you have? Because if you don't have enough, and we keep being told that it's going to be like 2 million to do 1,500 for the next 20 years, right? Difficult, uh, difficult conversations with so many people don't even come close to that amount. So some folks are just not for it at all. So far, we've heard people who are for it, others who are for making it optional. And lastly, um, the people who just don't believe in it. So for example, Ramesh says, Singapore CPF has been doing this for years. I don't agree with it. It takes away the flexibility of people to use their own money as they see fit. Yes, there's the cost of society aspect if people run out. But there's a much broader discussion that needs to be had. Uh, Mohanda Sakti says it's not as restrictive as Singapore's CPF life, um, but these added restrictions don't sit well with me still. A necessary evil to solve old age poverty, I reckon. Yeah, so the Star ran a poll in, you know, uh, some time ago with about 100, sorry, 1,500 respondents. 75% of those who voted say they did not agree with this, uh, with this system be, to, for it to become mandatory. I wish we knew how old they were. Uh, I mean, the people who who had done that poll, um, partly because I think I, I have a feeling that your answer is going to be shaped by your different financial circumstances, which in turn are very greatly shaped by your age. But anyways, let us know. How do you feel about this? Do you support withdrawing your EPF in stages and periodically as opposed to as a lump sum. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Brewing Frothy Mocha. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 5.53 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And on today on Twitter, we were asking you, um, how do you feel about having to take out your EPF money in stages rather than being able to get it as a lump sum? Because at the moment, um, EPF is considering this as a proposal. We'd like to hear from you. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to 018-789-8899. You can drop us a WhatsApp also and tweet us at B. FM Radio. So um, let's start with this from Danny, who says, optional or no, yup, which I'm taking to mean um, whether it's optional or not, that Danny is in agreement with this. Yeah. So we know that for a fact it's optional now, but very few take it up as an option. The question is moving it to a non-optional kind of system. Um, if I can refer to the star poll very quickly, many of those people who disagreed with this disagreed on it uh, uh, 
because of the freedom of choice issue. That they were against the idea of choice being taken away from them. So maybe more education on the part of EPF and, and the current government, if they pr- support this proposal, to make people understand why this is good and maybe see more people getting it on into it on an optional basis. Fazli says, speaking as someone whose loved one has already depleted their EPF savings, I'm against making monthly withdrawals mandatory. Different people have different financial situations and one-size-fits-all approach might benefit some but burden others and force them to work well past retirement. At the end of the day, it's our money. Let us make our own decisions and live and die by them. Don't force this on us. Yeah, and I think I can see right the appeal of somebody that says, well, treat me like the adult that I am. Sure. And that, you know, but for government, often they're thinking not in terms of the individual, they think of the, on an aggregate level, uh, you know, enough people get themselves into trouble uh, post-retirement and then find themselves in poverty, then it becomes the burden of the state, right? So one of the questions that um, that people on Twitter have been talking about is whether or not, if it becomes something that requires screening, uh, whether that's going to further burden people, uh, senior citizens primarily, right? Because... Um, if it's optional forever, optional for everybody forever, then okay, straightforward. Um, I can just tick the box and then later if I change my mind, I can tick another box. It's okay. Um, but the other way that this could go into place, and again, um, they're still working on the proposal. We don't know. We're speculating. Um, another way this could work is that everybody has to um, everybody has to, has to do this. It's mandatory for all with some exceptions. And then those exceptions are dependent on you coming in for a chat, um, having to make your case to people. And I think that is where it does get messy. Yeah, it could be. But so you want to do, you want a system to have impact, but you also want to say present something like personal choice, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, Fazli, you, you make a strong case for personal choice. Um, I, I think the concern and, and where this is coming from is that the numbers coming out of EPF in terms of whether people can retire, how much they have in their account have been so dire and frightening that it's driving this sort of reaction. Yeah, you know, when you look at policymakers in Singapore, they have had some interesting, um, uh, some people would say tricky uh, solutions to uh, to these issues. One of the things that they do with like organ donation, Lynn, is that they actually have um, an opt-out way so the opt out, which is what you were suggesting mm-hmm. earlier, right? Which is that uh, you do an opt out system. So everybody's on it until they decide uh, through some whatever de- deliberations to opt out. Uh, Atari says, Akari, sorry, says, no, 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 need to pay off house loan with the sum, can hardly survive already. So that's a no. Uh, and I can see why people would do that. I didn't know. If, I mean, if I was asked, it would be a no. I was thinking, actually, uh, when I said it earlier about people who are paying off house loans in particular, because it's such a huge sum. Uh, for, for a lot of us, it is the biggest purchase you'll ever make. And so I get the appeal of having the ability to access your funds. Um, meanwhile, both Andrew and Jessica, though, are for it. Andrew says it's OK, can earn more interest. It, it shouldn't be optional. Um, Jessica says fully agree with that. Yeah, I just want to qualify when I said uh, no to the mandatory thing. It's only because I have a false sense of my ability to manage my own funds. So it's based on what what I think is true of most people. Adli says only if it's flexible enough and without penalties and fees and so on and EPF to ensure that the dividend percentage is higher than market. Yeah, so what is the uh, EPF is statutorily bound to give you 2%, I think, uh, regardless, right? Uh, but that but, is a floating, the dividend is floating, no? It, yeah, so I think, um, I, I always worry about this because I feel as if sometimes um, the the sort of 
popularization of investment has made it seem as if EPF dividends are always super low and that if you were to take it all off on your own, not that I'm saying you're saying this, Adli, but it's just a sentiment I've heard that I would be able to get better, you know, um, better returns. But then the question is, what is the function of the EPF? And so we, we just always come back to this argument over and over again. Yeah, low risk uh, and, mm. and steady and actually been quite steady over the last uh, decade or so, hasn't it? Keep those thoughts coming. Um, do you support withdrawing your EPF in stages as opposed to as a lump sum? Uh, you can let us know. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.